Now get ready. Because it's time to bear down. Welcome back, Bears fans, to another episode of the Chicago Audible. I'm your host for today, William Ingalls, and it is part two of the 2018 series against the Chicago Bears and Green Bay Packers. Green Bay is going to be coming up to Soldier Field with an opportunity for the Chicago Bears to clinch the NFC North division. I don't know what else can get you more excited. I'm pretty juiced up myself, so without further ado, let's kick off the five key matchups for Green Bay at Chicago. We're going to kick off with matchup number one, cornerback Kyle Fuller versus wide receiver Devontae Adams. Now, these are two guys who are at the top of their class within their position, basically in the entire NFL. You have Kyle Fuller who has 48 total tackles, which ranks fifth within the Chicago Bears, 19 passes defended, and seven picks. He has an interception in each of the last three games. He's been on an absolute tear as of this point in the season, despite facing some pretty solid quarterbacks along the way. However, he's going to have a very worthy opponent lining up across from him the entire game. Devonta Adams has 92 catches on the year, nearly 1,200 yards, and 12 touchdowns. He scored in the last three games, and he only has one game on the year with less than 50 yards. Devonta Adams is a vital part of this Green Bay Packers uh, passing attack. They paid him the big money in the offseason for a reason. I definitely saw that he was worth the money, and I agree with the signing. Obviously, he's backed that up with the numbers. However, it's not like years past with the Green Bay Packers where Randall Cobb could also be going for near 1,000 yards or they have a Grud Jennings-type player or even a Jermichael Finley lining up a tight end. This year, it's Devontae Adams is kind of the heart and soul of this passing attack for the most part. They do have other weapons to an extent, but this lives and breathes through Devontae Adams as far as this Aaron Rodgers-Devontae Adams connection. So it's going to be absolutely key for Kyle Fuller to shut this down because once things have to start going off script for Aaron Rodgers, that's where you're going to be able to buy a little bit more time for the guys like Khalil Mack and Leonard Floyd to get a pass rush on Rodgers. That all starts with Kyle Fuller locking up Devontae Adams from the start. Huge matchup, and these are the kinds of matchups that really make it feel like a playoff atmosphere here. One team's best going against another team's best with a lot of stats to back up that they are the best in the NFL. Can't wait to watch this one go down. Number two is going to flip now having Chicago's number one receiver going against Green Bay's number one corner. That would be Allen Robinson going against Jair Alexander. Now, Allen Robinson is the number one wide receiver for the Chicago Bears. Technically, Tariq Cohen leads the team for receiving yards, but Allen Robinson is the number one receiver with 49 receptions, 615 yards, and four touchdowns. Now, he's been growing in his role for the Chicago Bears offense the last couple games. He has 17 targets in the last two games. That's approximately three more targets per game than he was getting in the first 11 contests of the year. And to be fair, Robinson has been really proving himself with these opportunities. There's been a couple plays throughout the year where he kind of looks like he's taking plays off. He's uh, taking lazy routes, which is really tough for a guy like Mr. Bisky, who is still obviously going through a few growing pains at the time being. He needs his number one receiver, a big body like Allen Robinson, to be creating as much space as possible. However, last couple weeks, he has really been coming into his own. He's been helping out his quarterback, Mitch Trubisky, and Chase Daniel uh, for part of that time as well. And he's been really showing why he was a big-ticket free agent signing. 
However, he's going to be going against a very young, but so far very successful corner in Jair Alexander. To this point in the year, he has 59 total tackles, which is second on the Green Bay Packers team. Generally pretty rare that you see a corner that high up in the standings for as far as total tackles is concerned. He has 11 passes defended on the year and one interception. Overall, Alexander's been very good at keeping receivers in front of him. Very few big plays have been going against him. It's going to be fun to see how two big bodies within Robinson and Alexander go at it down the field. Uh, Trubisky's always kind of looking for that deep ball, kind of that that uh, haymaker, if you would say, in the passing game. Allen Robinson, I think, will be that guy for the most part in this game. It's going to be fun watching Chicago's best go against Green Bay's best, kind of like the last matchup. It's going to be a lot of fun, and like I said, provides that play. Finally, a bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic. Our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep all night, every night. For a limited time, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets and experience the deep, undisturbed sleep of Tempur-Pedic. Get full offer details at TempurPedic.com. Off atmosphere I was speaking about earlier. Going to be a fun matchup to watch. Going to be very key to make sure Trubisky has a reliable target throughout the entire game. Matchup number three, we are going to head into the trenches with Chicago Bears guard Brian Witzman versus defensive tackle for the Green Bay Packers, Kenny Clark. Now, Brian Witzman was someone that a lot of people had their eyes on for the Los Angeles Rams game. He had a very rough outing against the New York Giants, and a lot of people were curious and probably pretty scared that he wouldn't be able to hold up against a much better front from the Los Angeles Rams, guys like Aaron Donald and Adamican Sue bearing down on him nearly every single play. Woodsman was up to the test, though. He had one of his best games of his career, and the Chicago Bears offensive line, for the most part, dominated Los Angeles for the majority of the game, opening up a lot of running holes for Jordan Howard, and for the most part, keeping Trubisky upright and clean. It's not going to be an easy task again this week, as Woodsman is going to be lining up across for what my money is one of the most underrated players in the NFL, and that's Kenny Clark for the Green Bay Packers. To this point in the year, Clark has 55 total tackles, which is third on the team. And keep in mind, that's as a defensive tackle. Not easy even in a 4-3 to be that productive as a defensive tackle. He has six sacks on the year, which once again is absolutely incredible. And then this one, is uh, this stat really surprised me. He has three passes defended on the year. So not only does he know how to take a gap, make some tackles, even rush the passer, but he also knows how to engage a blocker, push him backwards, and then get his hands up into the throwing lane as the throw comes out to get a couple pass deflections while he's at it as well. He is really quite the full package when it comes to defensive linemen, and Woodsman is going to have his hands full to make sure that he isn't uh, either messing up the run game with the Chicago Bears, making sure that there are holes for Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen to run through, make sure that offense stays on schedule, but also making sure that there is not pressure up the middle for Mitchell Trubisky so that he can step into his throws and not have to worry about big guys like Kenny Clark bearing down on him. Key matchup making sure that the offensive line as a whole stays clean for Mitchell Trubisky in this game. Back to the defensive side for our fourth matchup of the week, which will be Roquan Smith versus Aaron Jones. Now, Roquan Smith was my game-breaker for Week 1 against the Green Bay Packers, and it's kind of funny how full-circle this has become because Roquan Smith didn't play a ton of snaps within that game. However, now all of a sudden, he's leading the Chicago Bears with 97 total tackles. He also has four sacks, three passes defended, and, of course, the interception last week to add to his very full stat total on the year. Now, who he's going to be going against Aaron Jones is probably one of the most interesting stories in the NFL this year, if you ask me. 
He obviously had that early suspension. However, he has, uh, throughout the year after that suspension, 129 carries, 720 yards, and 8 touchdowns. That is an average of 5.6 yards per carry, and he's averaged a touchdown, sorry, he's had at least one touchdown in each of the last five games. However, at times, when you watch the Packers, they will go to him for about a quarter and then just completely abandon the run game the next quarter. Now, of course, with Joe Philbin as the offensive coordinator, the play caller now, whether you want to argue he's the play caller, Aaron Rodgers is the play caller, I'll let you decide if you want to use your time on that. It might be a little bit of a different offensive approach here, but it's been interesting because when Aaron Jones has been fed the ball, he's been very successful, but it's just been very inconsistent when he gets those touches. However, when he does get those touches, Roquan Smith needs to be ready because this is the last offense you want to have the ability to go play action. We saw exactly what happened when play action wasn't a factor in the LA Rams game because a guy like Todd Gurley is so easy to get going. He's someone that you have to respect as a defense. So the second you get that play action, you have a lot of people stepping forward, creating a lot of those throwing lanes. Aaron Rodgers is a guy who's going to be able to exploit those a lot better than Jared Goff especially if they get a bit of a running game going, uh, which is something that the L.A. Rams were unable to do. Bears need to make sure they shut down the running game against the Packers as well. Make them a one-dimensional team. It's weird to say Aaron Rodgers beat you, but at least take away some of his options. You take away play action, that's going to be a huge card taken out of Aaron Rodgers' deck throughout this game. Then you can start dealing with whether they want to go to the quick throws, which they did in the second half against the Bears in Week 1, or whether they have longer developing routes downfield, in which case you're going to have pass rushers like Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks bearing down on Aaron Rodgers for a little bit more time. So make them pick their poison. Do not give them the easy route of play action, and that's going to be for Roquan Smith to stop Aaron Jones in the running game. Key matchup here if the Bears want to have an easier day on defense rather than a long one with play action being an available option to Aaron Rodgers. This is it. This is the fifth and final matchup of the week, the Game Breaker, the most important matchup for either team making sure that they secure victory. And that would be outside linebacker Leonard Floyd versus right tackle Jason Spriggs for the Green Bay Packers. Now, I've definitely gone a little bit back and forth on Leonard Floyd this year within this show. I've defended him having no numbers, and then I've criticized him for having low numbers along with little impact on the field. However, this time it is definitely going to be a little bit more praise, especially after that L.A. Rams game. If you ask me, this is where Leonard Floyd needs to be classified as an edge defender, not exactly as a pass rusher. Because if you define him as a pass rusher, his two sacks on the year definitely would come off as a disappointment. However, if you regard him as an edge defender, that is where you start to see the value of Leonard Floyd and why it is so great to pair him with someone like Khalil Mack. However, it would be pretty nice to be paired up across from Khalil Mack because he's going to draw two to three people every single play. That being said, Leonard Floyd's been very versatile this year. You saw him in coverage against the LA Rams. You saw him show that range, especially within zone coverage. You saw him uh, create some plays out on the edge, a couple tackles for loss. Uh, that one play to Gurley uh, down deep in LA Rams territory, started that drive in a negative spot, made it really tough for the Rams to go forward. And then you also have that ability as a pass rusher still. He might not be a great pass rusher as far as statistics this year, but he definitely got in and caused some pressure on Jared Goff throughout the game uh, on Sunday night against the Rams. And he's shown that a little bit more throughout the year. He's shown versatility in his moves. The moves that I've been talking about seeing since training camp, we're finally starting to see him dip into those a little bit more. And, and it's been great to see because he is a much better option when he's not just sticking to a speed rush or surprisingly, he's gone with the bull rush a lot throughout the early going this year. 
He's finally starting to go into his bag of tricks here, and as a result, he's got a lot more pressure on opposing quarterbacks, even if the sacks aren't exactly coming. And, and I mentioned his versatility earlier. He also has four passes defended and an interception to his name on the year. He is a versatile athlete, even if he has fallen short a little bit as a pass rusher, which is what I think a lot of people expected him to be as the, when he was drafted a few years ago. Now, he's going to be going against Jason Spriggs, who, for all intents and purposes, is a very solid tackle. And the reason why this is my game-breaker is because this is going to be a mono mono matchup. You, you're going to have the Green Bay Packers do everything in their power to make sure Khalil Mack doesn't wreck the game again. Because if you really look at it, if Khalil Mack is not playing for the Bears within that first week matchup, I mean, I honestly don't think the Bears really stand a chance within that game. They don't build that lead, and they're definitely not in that game as the fourth quarter comes along. And I'm not just speaking to the injury that Aaron Rodgers sustains to his leg. It's for the most part because Khalil Mack really just changed the prospect of that game. The offense really wasn't that productive outside of a couple drives within the game. Obviously not scoring more than 25 points is going to be tough to win against an Aaron Rodgers-led team. But it doesn't matter because this week, I guarantee you, they're looking back at that film, even with a Khalil Mack that wasn't really at 100% in shape or in season form, they're going to be making sure that he cannot make plays this week. So the person who's probably going to be freed up most of all is going to be Leonard Floyd. Now, I don't know how much Vic Fangio is going to use him as a pass rusher in this game. As I mentioned before, the versatile athlete that he is, he's not always going to be sent on a blitz. But when he does, he needs to get home because he's going to have the most favorable matchup of anyone on the Chicago Bears defensive line or defensive front seven for the most part. He's going to be able to scheme a guy to come wide open on a blitz uh, very rarely in the NFL. It's going to come down to winning one-on-one matchups. And Leonard Floyd's going to be the guy who receives a one-on-one matchup the most within this game. So it's going to be absolutely paramount that he takes advantage of it. That's why this is the game breaker. This is going to be one of the few just pure one-on-one matchups when it comes to the trenches uh, for the Bears defense versus the Green Bay Packers offense. And if the Bears want to win this game, Leonard Floyd's going to have to win those one-on-one matchups more often than not. We've broken down each of our one-on-one matchups. It's time to go back with the weekly winning edge when I go through and determine which team is better equipped to win each individual matchup. So without further ado, we're back up to matchup number one, Kyle Fuller versus Devontae Adams. Now, neither of these guys are my game breaker, but this is the matchup I'm most looking forward to watching because one guy has an interceptional in each of the last three games. The other guy has a touchdown in each of the last three games. These are two players trending towards the elite category, and they're going to be meeting up against each other at Soldier Field. I like Kyle Fuller's chances in this matchup, especially because of the volume of targets Devontae Adams gets his way. Kyle Fuller is a guy that is kind of a fool me once, shame on me, fool me twice, shame on you. I know that's a flip of the phrase, but that's just kind of how it's gone for Kyle Fuller. You might get him once, but he is someone who is always lurking and always trying to get that interception. I think that Kyle Fuller is going to be able to get one off of Aaron Rodgers just because of the sheer amount of targets he's going to throw Devontae Adams' way. And even just one takeaway within this Bears defense can cause so much damage, especially to a Green Bay letter. Finally, a bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic, our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep all night, every night. For a limited time, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets and experience the deep, undisturbed sleep of Tempur-Pedic. Get full offer details at TempurPedic.com. Offense that has, for the most part, been struggling to get going the last few weeks. Obviously, they had a bit of a jump start against a depleted Atlanta Falcons team. 
I think that won't exactly be the case against the Chicago Bears, obviously one of the best defenses in the NFL. I think Kyle Fuller is going to take this matchup against Devontae Adams. Mark one, two, the Chicago Bears. Now looking at matchup number two, it's Allen Robinson versus Jair Alexander. This is another matchup I'm going to rule in favor of the Chicago Bears. Allen Robinson in the last few weeks has really been showing why he's a big ticket free agent signing. He is a big-bodied wide receiver who has great athleticism. He's not quite in the class of a Julio Jones, but he has that big play type of ability. He has been able to do it consistently, but I do think he's going to be able to get a few big plays over Jair Alexander. Another matchup goes in favor of the Chicago Bears. On to matchup number three, we have Brian Witzman versus Kenny Clark. This is one I'm going to have to rule in favor of the Green Bay Packers. Kenny Clark, I mentioned it earlier, I think he's extremely underrated. He's going to be a force to be reckoned with in the middle. I think Woodsman had one of the best games of his career last week. I'm not sure he's going to be able to follow it up against the Green Bay Packers and Kenny Clark. You also have another monster defensive coordinator, if you ask me, and Mike Patton on the sidelines as well for the Green Bay Packers. It's going to be a tough matchup for Woodsman, and I think they are probably scheming against him as much as possible as that he is probably the weak link on the Chicago Bears offensive line right now. So, Edge goes to the Green Bay Packers. On to matchup number four, we have Roquan Smith versus Aaron Jones. This is going to be a matchup that goes to the Chicago Bears, not only because I think Roquan Smith has been a very good downhill player the last few weeks. Obviously, his just ability to rack up so many tackles shows that he has a nose for the football. But ultimately, the way that the Packers feed Aaron Jones, I think, is the ultimate undoing for this matchup. So many running backs in the NFL are a rhythm-based, uh, rhythm-based people. You see that with Todd Gurley. The more he gets the ball in his hands, it seems just the more effective he ends up getting. It was how Jordan Howard really played for his first couple years in Chicago. It just helps the the runner be able to feel out the defense and also just exhaust the defense, especially with physical runners like Jordan Howard and Todd Gurley. Eric Jones isn't exactly that runner, but he is someone who can get into a rhythm, and I don't think the Packers allow him to do that on a regular basis, and that's a disadvantage to them. So overall, this matchup is going to go to Roquan Smith and the Chicago Bears. That brings us back to our game breaker of the week, which is Leonard Floyd versus Jason Spriggs. Uh, I'm going to give this one to the Chicago Bears. This one's a very close matchup. I think both players are very solid. Um, but Leonard Floyd in the past has had a little bit of history against the Green Bay Packers being very successful, especially within his rookie season. I'm going to have to give this matchup to the Chicago Bears and Leonard Floyd. I think he's going to have a little chip on his shoulder, along with the rest of that Chicago Bears team, and especially the defense letting that game get away late. And I think Leonard Floyd's going to have a little bit more of a chip, considering that he was pretty ineffective within that game. He still had that cast on, which I know hindered him to an extent. That's tough as a pass rusher, but still, uh, he's going to have a bit of a fire under him, especially his first chance to really have a winning season in Chicago, wrap up that division. I think he's going to be juiced up for this game, and I think that'll provide one or two big splash plays for Leonard Floyd out of Georgia. So that brings us to the end of our winning edge, and that is four matchups in favor of the Chicago Bears to just one in favor of the Green Bay Packers. Talent-wise, there is no question the Chicago Bears have a better roster. It's just a question of can they get over that Aaron Rodgers-sized hump in the middle of the road. If there has ever been a time to be confident in the Chicago Bears' chances against an Aaron Rodgers-led Packers team, this is the time to be confident. Uh, The Bears seem to have everything going for them. They're going to have home field advantage. I don't know what else the Bears could possibly script to be in their favor for this game. It's time to finally get over the hump if you're them. And a four to one edge in my matchups, I think that they have they line up really well across the board against the Green Bay Packers. It's like I just said, can they get past the Aaron Rodgers mental block? 
So that's going to wrap it up for the matchups. However, you're still going to have to deal with me a little bit longer because I'm taking over the three keys to unlock a Chicago Bears victory this week in favor of Mr. DeWitt. He has been hard at work making sure this transition has been as seamless as possible. So I'm giving him a little bit of a break here, and I'm going to take you right into the three keys of the game. And let's just kick it off with the first key, make the Packers one-dimensional. And this is something that I went into with that matchup against Aaron Jones. This Packers team becomes so much more dangerous the very moment that play action becomes a factor within the game plan. Because like I mentioned earlier, those pockets and those, those zones become so much more stretched, especially when you have linebackers taking two or three steps forward, biting on a play action. And that's how linebackers have to work. You are a run-first player as a linebacker. You have to make sure that the run is not happening or that the run is stopped before you can even think about bailing into pass coverage. And those two to three steps is all that Aaron Rodgers needs, and especially a guy like Devontae Adams and even Randall Cobb. I mean, he's been a very successful player out of the slot, and especially in utilizing and exploiting those small little gaps in coverage that are left throughout things like play action. However, the second you take away that running game and your linebackers and really your entire defense, your being from your linemen just pinning their ears back and going on a pass rush, from your linebackers being able to bail into coverage faster, and then even your safeties aren't even worrying about the run anymore. They're the run second players. They're just able to start looking and scanning the field and or reading Aaron Rodgers' eyes from the very start of the play. That makes everything easier for the defense. And now, like I mentioned earlier, the Bears from there will just have to dissect exactly what they're defending from Aaron Rodgers. Are they going to go quick like they did in the second half of the first game of the season? In that case, I imagine they're going to go a little bit more of zone coverage, deny those quick, easy slants or those out routes, and then they're going to have to probably transition a little bit more and try to exploit that by going with a little bit longer routes. However, like I mentioned, in that case, you're going to have guys like Khalil Mack and Leonard Floyd bearing down on Aaron Rodgers. Make them pick their poison by taking away the run game first. That's my first key to unlock a Chicago Bears victory against the Green Bay Packers. Second key to unlocking a Chicago Bears victory is going to be getting Trubisky into a rhythm. However, that is not going to be with the screen game, which they have tried to do multiple weeks in a row. That is generally how they try to get Trubisky into some kind of like mental state or rhythm within the game. However, the Green Bay Packers and Mike Pett are going to be on that from the get-go. Wade Phillips was, and we saw exactly what that did to Trubisky. He wasn't able to get a bunch of throws and get into a rhythm, a good headspace throughout that game. We saw exactly what it did to him. If the Bears want to get Trubisky into a rhythm against the Green Bay Packers, they need to attack the middle of the field. And I know that is exactly where Trubisky overthrew a couple of passes against the LA Rams. If you ask me, I would have been repping that the entire week if I were the Chicago Bears and Matt Nagy. Rep those intermediate throws because they have been open the entire season. Whether that's Trey Burton going across the middle, whether that's a deep post by Allen Robinson, whether that's a seam route by Taylor Gabriel, the middle of the field has been wide open for the vast majority of the season. And that is somewhere that the Bears need to take advantage of to get Trubisky into a rhythm. Because even on those overthrows, those guys were open. And hitting those receivers just creates an entirely different dichotomy for the Chicago Bears offense, obviously going against a defense that now is going to be trying to guard the middle a little bit more. So all of a sudden, those one-on-one -on -one outside throws, those haymakers that I mentioned Trubisky likes to take, those become much better options. You now don't have to worry about the safety so much because they're going to be guarding the middle of the field, making sure those crossing routes don't cause so much damage or that they're denied entirely. So now you're going to have your guys like Taylor Gabriel on the outside, who's a speedster, or you're going to have a big body like Allen Robinson, who's going to have one-on-one -on -one coverage on the outside. 
Now, whether they win those one-on-one matchups remains to be seen. There's been a few games, if you ask me, the second half of the Vikings game is a main one where the Bears receivers really struggled against just pure man-to-man cover zero coverage. But to get there, they're going to have to make sure that Trubisky gets into a rhythm first. He's really proven to struggle with passes when he's not within a rhythm. However, when he is in one, think the Tampa Bay game. Think the Soldier Field game against the Detroit Lions. It's going to be game over because there's not a lot of people who will keep up with the Chicago Bears offense when they are clicking, obviously with having one of the best defenses in the entire NFL. And that leads us to our third and final key of the game. That is going to be finished with the best fourth quarter of the season. Now, Bears uh, throughout the entire season are minus 17 in the fourth quarter as far as scoring differential, but they are minus 16 in losses alone. They have really struggled to close games uh, when it comes down to the fourth quarter at times. Now, obviously, that Green Bay game is going to be the chief of all of them. They blew a multi-possession lead within the fourth quarter alone. That's going to be something that definitely sticks within the Bears' minds, and that's definitely going to be something that sticks within the Packers' minds. They've mentioned it multiple times this week. I believe it was Devontae Adams himself went on the radio and said, we've taken care of business against them before, and that's a good feeling. No matter what happens within this game, or no matter what the score is, The Packers, because of that week one matchup, will feel as though they have an opportunity to come back and win at the end of the game. That is why the Bears will have to finish strong in the fourth quarter, regardless of the score. Whether it's a one-possession game or three-possession game, the Packers will feel confident that they're going to be able to come back at the end of the game. That is why the Bears have to finish, and that is why it's my third and final and most important key to unlock Chicago Bears' victory against the Green Bay Packers and thus securing the NFC North title for the Chicago Bears for the first time since 2010. Well, that wraps it up for me. Those are your three keys. I'll go over them one more time. Number one, make the Packers one-dimensional. Take away that play-action ability as well as the running game. Number two, get Trubisky into a rhythm early. However, attacking the intermediate part of the field, not relying on screens alone. And third, and most importantly, finish with the best fourth quarter of the entire season. Put an exclamation point on the first division title in eight years for the Chicago Bears. That'll wrap it up to me. I hope you enjoyed the five key matchups and three keys to the game. And I very much hope you enjoy the Chicago Bears against the Green Bay Packers. Hopefully next time we're talking, we have a little bit more merchandise saying NFC North Champions 2018. However, until that happens, bear down, Chicago. Finally, a bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic, our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep all night, every night. For a limited time, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets and experience the deep, undisturbed sleep of Tempur-Pedic. Get full offer details at TempurPedic.com.